Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hi guys, and welcome to the 100th episode of The One Up Project. I am so so excited obviously to be recording this. I have been hosting the One Up Project for the last year and a half since I started it in January of 2020 and I have gone every single week um, releasing at least one episode. I have never missed a week and I feel so proud of that because consistency is really hard sometimes and I'm not, like I'm consistent with things I care about, but I'm not consistent with everything in my life. And so to be able to say that I have really put in the work to release an episode every week, at least some months I did two episodes a week. um, It's a really cool achievement for me, like just for me personally. um, I'm proud of myself, I think is what I'm trying to say here. (laughs) And I want to break this episode up into... A few parts. So the first part, just want to go over the story of the One Up Project because I don't often talk about this unless I'm on someone else's podcast. And just because I think on my side that I've already explained it doesn't mean that you've actually listened to it. And just to make reference, if you're interested in hearing any of the episodes I've been on and other people's podcasts and the kind of story around the One Up Project and answering a lot of questions, you can head to the One Up Project nz and then in the blogs section there's a features tab and then that has all the things that I have featured in um, and then I want to go into where do I want it to go for a bit and just talk to you a bit about like what I actually see this becoming and why I started I think just you know a lot about the the genesis of what is the one up project and then go into my learnings general learnings money learnings and yeah round it off with a bit of a conclusion but just overall talk about all the things that have changed my life uh, that have come out of this podcast because there's a hell of a lot and I'd say that this podcast hands down has been the number one contributor to a huge change in the way I see myself and the way I see the world and the way I want to approach every day. The One Up Project started with a conversation I had with someone I interned with and they told me that you could change your KiwiSaver in order to be more effective for your goals. You could change your fund, you could change your provider, you could change your rate. I was like what the fuck are you talking about? I have, first of all, I don't even know what KiwiSaver is, let alone what you do once you have it. Um, And so I kind of got him to explain a little bit about what he was talking about. And I just thought it was insane that I'd never been educated on this, that no one had told me about it. And I, at this stage, thought I was generally pretty financially literate. You know, I was always that friend that was good at saving and into money and liked talking about business and liked talking about things like that. I had an interest in money and personal finance and I was just pretty much gobsmacked that I didn't know this. So I had, I think I like just had no idea how much I didn't know. And then I thought there needs to be some kind of resource that is actually exciting, that makes you want to learn about money, that makes you want to learn about financial literacy. Because as far as I was concerned at that stage, I had not heard of any 
accessible, exciting resources that maybe want to learn about money, which is interesting because once I got into it, that's when I started finding things like Sorted and like She's on the Money and those sort of resources that are a bit more exciting. But yeah, at the time I just thought I can relate to no one and no one can relate to me. And I really need someone to tell me how to do this without making it sound like it's really fucking hard. Because I was reading things like The Economist magazine or the business section of The Herald because that's kind of what some of my family members got me into reading. And it was just so, I couldn't even understand what was going on. But I knew I wanted to get into this kind of stuff. But I was just like, oh, obviously I can't unless I have a lot of money or, you know, know someone who's already doing it, which is just a huge fucking lie. Um... And so, yeah, then I just kind of obliviously and ignorantly thought I would start my own podcast and learn all about it and just get straight into it. And so that's how I started the One Up Project. And I wanted it to be, I never wanted it to just be financial literacy. I always wanted it to encompass the main thing that I say, which is for everything we were never taught but should have been. And it's definitely gotten broader as we've gone on. Um, But financial literacy is just such a huge one. And I really am passionate that I think if you can, you know, learn about something like financial literacy and get a little bit of, a little bit more of the one up when it comes to these sorts of things in life, maybe you won't then have to worry about the week to week, you know, living off your paycheck. You can actually do something you enjoy and kind of not think about the money as much because you've got things under control in other areas or it gives you a little bit more freedom and I think that can make in turn happier more fulfilled people so that's always what it's been about for me. The vision is huge, the goals are huge and we're starting with the One Up Project Financial Literacy and Self-Development Podcast and so that kind of leads into where I want it to be. I want it to be, I, I, I want it to be a catalyst for freedom in people's lives. And so if you don't know what a catalyst is, it's basically something that helps speed up the process of something else or to instigate, you know, something else. It was a term I first heard in chemistry because I believe uh, chemistry, biology, something. I believe that's where it's used. But I always use it in this context because it's the One Up Project is it's kind of a bridge in between the average person and the information that we think is unattainable. And that's always what I want it to act as, a bridge between, like bridging the gap between one thing and the other. And the one thing being everyone on the planet and the other thing being the freedom to do exactly what you want to do with your life. <laughs> so obviously, you know, that's a that's like a giant kind of thing that I'm wanting to, to do. Um, and I'm still, it's all very up in the air as to how exactly I'm going to do that, but I'm fully serious about it. I'm fully passionate about it. Uh, this is the kind of change that I want to see in the world and help be a part of and contribute to. So it's so much bigger than just financial literacy. And I think if you followed my content for a while, you already know that, but financial literacy is such an amazing foundation to help people understand that you could be doing so much more with what you already have and as many of the things I talk about do that crosses over into various elements of a person's life outside of finances could be your health could be your personal development Um, it's all goes round in circles in my mind at least so yeah that's a bit about where I want it to be and where it sits now, and so very much in my head early in this in this journey, 
but it hasn't come without its challenges already. And it's helped me to develop so much. And it hasn't been, you know, a smooth ride the entire time. Like I have had so many internal struggles about it that I've only, you know, spoken to my close friends about obviously and not voiced on the one up project because it's just unnecessary. Um, or maybe not. I don't know. But I guess sometimes I don't want because that's not the kind of energy I want other people to be feeling. So why would I bring that onto the platform, you know? And that just comes down to things like self-doubt, comparison. And I think someone wanted me to do an episode around, yeah, it was around self-doubt or how to stop comparing yourself. And I remember saying, like, that is an episode I 100% want to do once I've gotten a hold on how to do it myself. Because I'm still, you know, I still struggle with that a lot. And even though the One Up project is, it's gone, you know, so well, it's done so well, and I'm really proud of what it is, Uh, you obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but I always feel like it could be bigger, it could be better, it could be doing things differently, and making the content better, et cetera, et cetera, it's just sometimes you feel like it's just never good enough, and that is probably the biggest ongoing challenge I have with it, which is obviously a internal mental thing for me as opposed to an actual like practical challenge of podcasting every other aspect of it I absolutely love because I love talking to people and I love hearing the perspectives of a wide range of people so on that note what perspectives what things have I learned from the wide range of people I've spoken to since starting this podcast there have been at least there's probably like 80 guest episodes so as you would know I'm mainly a guest based podcast been doing a few solos recently which is quite nice but yeah so I would have had at least at least 80 guests on and a lot of these things aren't necessarily like direct quotes from the people but just collectively the trends and the patterns I have noticed from interviewing I guess people who have achieved similar things or uh, have similar aligned beliefs So since this is a financial literacy based podcast at heart, I'm going to start with the money learnings first. And there's obviously been heaps, but I've just broken down the sort of main, main ones that have come through. Number one, New Zealanders. I know you're not all Kiwis who listen to this podcast. I'm sorry that this comes up a lot, but it really is a massive one for so many people who don't have it under control. And that is sort your Kiwi saver. Please understand that you can change your fund and your rate to suit your goals e.g. if you don't plan on taking your money out of your KiwiSaver for a long time you therefore have a longer time to recover from any potential losses and you could take on more volatility and potentially expose yourself to more risk which would therefore mean um, potentially being in a growth fund over a conservative fund would suit you better and would help your KiwiSaver to grow larger over time in the long term and this is all going to depend on the amount of time you are intending on having your KiwiSaver um, or keeping your KiwiSaver without withdrawing it and it's always going to differ on your personal situation of course but that is just an example of where so many people have been confused as to why one person's KiwiSaver is at 80k and another person's is at 15k because that's the kind of difference that being in the wrong fund can have. There's a lot of opinions on how to go about that and I'm just going to talk about my experience. I used the sorted fund finder and just ranked all the funds by lowest fees and then went through and 
kind of picked ones that I thought looked good and also had a history of consistent returns. And then I ended up coming down to an ethical concern and I picked someone based off kind of the three things combined and weighed them all up. You can also use services like Better Saver, which is like a KiwiSaver advisor type business. You could also go and see a financial advisor or a ki- an independent KiwiSaver advisor. Um, or you can do your own research um, and ask around and do it yourself. There, there's so many ways you can do it and there's lots of opinions on the best way to do it. But yeah, I would just start with Sorted Fund Finder and have a look into them yourself. And if you get confused and you still don't know, uh, seek out someone who is authorized to give out that kind of advice. And the next thing is investing in shares is a great way to start building an asset. So an asset being your investing portfolio. And I think it's just a really good way to introduce yourself to financial assets and building some kind of portfolio and understanding how investing works and something that in my opinion is a lot less risky than starting investing with like crypto NFTs which has been quite popular at the moment so yeah starting off with investing in an index fund or something like that will just give you a good introduction and will also be a safe way to go about it Again, obviously not advice, but we'll have the disclaimer at the end, so we don't need to worry about that. Uh, Trends exist in money behavior. So there are trends in the way people choose to spend their money or use their money or invest, and they're becoming a lot more prevalent because of social media, which is totally fine. Like I, 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 I see the risks in that, obviously, and do want to warn you to take everything you hear, even on this podcast, with a grain of salt before you actually go and apply it. But it's also good that there's a lot of awareness out there now in terms of what you can do with your money. Um, But I guess the point of of this is that being aware that there are trends and there are things that you'll want to hop on as a result of FOMO. And that's another thing I've got here is don't make decisions out of FOMO. So just because your mate is investing in the latest NFT that Logan Paul bought doesn't mean you or anyone should be doing it and at the end of the day do what you want but don't jump on things just because it's a trend and I've I've made this mistake in the past I have jumped on investments because they were a trend and I don't have any regrets because I didn't lose you know enough money for it to really make a dent but you could and if you're that kind of person who is willing to bet everything on something then just avoid the pain and don't put all of your eggs into one basket I suppose is what I'm saying and I know that's obvious but I have seen so many people and even people message me getting carried away with different trends and fear of missing out because their mate is going into something or their friend's boyfriend is doing this and they feel like they want to do it too and I just think it's important to be able to justify that decision on your own without mentioning anything anyone else is doing so like why do you actually think it's a good investment for you on the basis of the things you've found out or researched into not just what other people have said you must have a strong why for your savings this is such an important one so many people you know even friends of mine like aren't motivated to save aren't motivated to basically work towards anything when it comes to their money and that's fine you know that's up to them if they want to do things that way But the only way you're ever going to motivate 
yourself is if you actually have a reason to do the thing that you want to be doing. Just wanting to save money isn't going to be enough of a reason to stop you from buying a round of drinks at a dinner you can't afford or going out when you know you you can't afford at that pay or buying clothes online on afterpay when it's really unnecessary. So you need something that's going to make you at least rethink those kind of decisions and think, is this something I actually can do or is it more worth it putting it towards the thing that I'm saving for, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's always going to change depending on what motivates you and it's important to to work that out. It doesn't need to be the traditional thing that everyone goes and does like I want to save a house deposit or I want to save for whatever other classic stereotypical thing people are saving money for. Make it personal to you. If it's a trip, awesome. If it's a car, awesome. If it's a piece of designer clothing, great. Just get into the habit of actually doing that so you can build up those kind of behaviors and apply it to something else in future that um, might be, you know, maybe a more valuable or a productive asset or something as opposed to just like a material good but definitely getting used to that behavior and introducing those habits is so so key a long-term focus is always always key and I know that's a hard one especially for us young people who just prefer to think ahead to the next week as opposed to the next 10 years but you know when you're thinking about things like your KiwiSaver and your investing portfolio I think it's always positive to have a long-term focus um, rather than short-term gains. I say that because obviously short-term gains usually comes with some kind of risk, uh, especially when it's in investing, and also a lot of effort. And you know, for us that aren't the most financially literate slash can't be bothered um, looking into different things to do with money and shares, blah, 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 all the time. We just want something we can set and forget and leave and know that it's working, our money is working for us in the background while we're earning more in the day-to-day. And these sort of things, you know, they don't mean that you can't treat yourself and you have to starve yourself of any fun purchases for the next 10 years until you get into your first home. Not, like, honestly, not at all. If you can manage your money efficiently, you can have whatever you want. Obviously, different things are going to come with sacrifice and that's a decision you will have to weigh up at the time. But you can change these things to suit you and what you want. So I think just having a long-term focus is always key, especially if you're someone who isn't going to or doesn't want to be in the nitty-gritty detail all the time. And so those generally are kind of the main money learnings I've had from the podcast and each episode around money goes more into depth into more specifics around those things Um, but those are definitely like the main themes that have come up and I'm going to go into more general things next but I mean a lot of these things can be applied to your financial situation as well so let's just jump straight into it and the first one the first thing that always comes to my head when I think about things I've learned from this podcast is Rebecca Hollis's episode a really good episode with Rebecca, who is a successful Kiwi entrepreneur, a really awesome life story, grew up with a lot of struggle, is now doing amazingly and is 
change his life around. And something he says within the podcast is that all he wants to do in life is help to leave little golden nuggets for people. Little golden nuggets of inspiration or of education or of information that they can pick up, they can apply to their own life and it can change the way they do things. So, you know, one kid could be sitting and listening to something he said and just clicks with one sentence and that could change that kid's life dramatically and I really resonated with that because it's very much aligned with what I want to do with the podcast and to be honest him saying that kind of brought that into my conscious mind where I was like oh yeah that is what that's what I want to do too and so that's how I've approached how I have hosted the podcast is like it's not about getting it right all the time it's just about starting and initiating conversations so that maybe there'll be little gems and little nuggets within each episode that one person can take one thing out of and it can help them to transform whatever they're doing whatever they want to do so yeah that's just something that's really helped to define define my content and leading into that around you know it's not always about getting it right I've put here, you'll always piss at least one person off. And this was a really big theme, especially at the beginning of starting this podcast, is that I had a few people that weren't happy with me in the way that I was running the show, quite literally. And at the time, I really took it personally, like like it was a stab to the heart. I was so offended and not offended like angry at them, but just personally attacked um, and hurt because I hate disappointing people. I absolutely hate disappointing anyone, upsetting anyone, offending anyone. Like it, to hurt another person, it really upsets me. So when I was getting this kind of criticism that honestly wasn't constructive, um, it was just mean, some of it. So I changed some of my content based on this criticism and to be honest, looking back, I can understand where they were coming from and completely agree. Like I was, I was new to running the podcast. I got a lot of things wrong. I still get a lot of things wrong. This podcast at the end of the day, isn't about getting shit right. Like it's about learning and I've always made that public. Like I am learning alongside the audience Take everything I say with a grain of salt. Take everything my guests say with a grain of salt. I'm not going to get it right every time. And to be honest, a lot of the stuff when it comes to money, everyone has a different opinion on it and everyone thinks that they're right. And so that's why I stick to the main themes and the main trends that most people say now because that's generally what is going to be the most, in air quotes, right. Um, But when it comes to the specifics, everyone's got different opinions and everyone thinks that there's a different way to yeah to do it the best and that's fine and so now I know that with my content there's always the potential to piss at least one person off and that's completely fine because the cliche that goes around is you could be the ripest juiciest peach and there's always going to be someone who doesn't like peaches and I know that people always say that but it's really hard when it comes to what you're doing to apply the same rule you know it's just always the case it's, it's classic Uh, but and I think it's one of those things that you grow resilience to the more you go through it so the more criticism you get the less it affects you each time and it's probably like how influencers when they talk about getting hate they're like just doesn't affect you anymore because you become so numb to it in a way and to be honest I do not get enough criticism or mean comments for me to be that resilient to it Um, but I've had enough to think like 
okay, now I can take this comment on and think, is that fair enough? And should I be changing what I do as a result of what they've said? Or is it just, you know, come out of come out of nowhere and I, I really don't need to pay attention to it. So now I can analyse what people say a lot better and come at it from a less kind of personal place, which I think is so much healthier for not only myself, but the podcast and the stuff I uh, produce or bring out as well. People are the key to learning. And I don't know if I say this because I'm just obviously so extroverted and I really enjoy people's company and learning from others. But I really believe that Every single person has an experience that you can take something from and that is valuable. And I have learned something from every single person who I've had the pleasure of speaking to in my life. Like people teach me things all the time and I absolutely love learning from other people. Even if I completely disagree with what they're saying, like I'll still take it on and think, okay, yeah, really disagree with what you're saying, but I've learned something from this, whether it's why you think the way you think or how you've come to that opinion or that there are people that think like that like there's always something you're learning and I think it's so so key to always be open to the perspectives of people regardless of if you agree or if you don't and that's so you don't become just so one-sided and on one part of the world believing that everything you believe is right and anyone who doesn't believe those things is absolutely fucked in the head like you need to open yourself up to other perspectives that you may potentially disagree with and obviously you know there's boundaries with that but generally you can learn something from everyone and I think it's so positive to take on the perspectives of every single person you meet and understand that your surface level views of who they are aren't always a reflection of the type of thing they could be providing to you and there's is always so much deeper than surface level and I really enjoy getting to people getting to know people so much more now just kind of leading off what I was saying before I've got written down here you will get shit wrong don't let it stop you yes so I'm the queen of getting something wrong and being like well may as well give up now because everyone hates me I've, I've completely ruined it And yeah, there's just no point carrying on because I've obviously just done something so horrible that I may as well crawl into a hole and never speak to anyone again. Like I will be that person that thinks that initially and then it takes me a couple of days and I'm like, okay, maybe I can recover from this. But ultimately it's something I've been through so many times now with the podcast and am going through it with my job as well. It's like, you know, you will get shit wrong all the time and it's, it's totally okay don't let it uh, affect kind of your rev- your perspective and your respect of yourself. Um, you know, like often I'm sure the people listening to this podcast will be their own harshest critic. I know I definitely am my harshest critic and I'll be the first to rip myself apart if I get something even remotely wrong. And even though that can help create so many things in your life and can help you achieve so much sometimes it's it's really unhealthy in it you end up hurting your own feelings and that's not always the nicest feeling so yeah just ultimately you know you'll get shit wrong just don't don't let it stop you push past with a bit of kind of ignorance to your own cringe and ick at at it because that's how I feel I end up just like cringing at myself and I really struggled to get out of it but just try and sort of 
push past that and say, no, I'm just going to not think about it and go ahead with whatever else I was doing. Yeah, I don't know if that I explained that very well, but I don't know. It's just, that's how I feel about it. You'll get shit wrong. Don't let it stop you. This is a good one. This is a quote that I always remember from Kenyon Clark's podcast. Um, a long and powerful episode, that one. And yeah, quite impactful for a lot of people. And something he said that I'm sure has been said before, but I just always remember it from the episode was, never take advice from people who live a life you wouldn't want to live yourself. And I always think about that now. And I just think, fuck, that is so true. Why the hell would I ever take advice from someone who isn't doing anything close to what I want to be doing? And this goes, lucky I've always had such a supportive family, but this goes out to those people who who have families that constantly run them down or talk shit about them or friends that aren't supportive. It's like, don't, don't you even dare for a second listen to any of the bullshit they have to say because would you ever want to be in their shoes and live their life? No. You definitely wouldn't. So don't let their rude, meaningless opinions enter your life. And that sounds kind of harsh, but uh, I just feel like I often get messages now about people who are like, how do I set boundaries with family and friends who don't support me? And I just think, think about that. Like, would you want to live the life they're living? No. So don't listen to a word they say. Just take everything they say on the chin like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And continue doing you. And I know sometimes that's harder said than than done. But I think it's kind of like the resilience to comments before. It's like the more you experience it, the less it affects you. And the less kind of upset and emotional and sensitive you become about it. So yeah, never take advice from people who live a life you wouldn't want to live yourself. The next one I've got written here is balance is a myth. And I think I say this because I have zero balance in my life. Like, not, I mean, to be honest, does anyone have balance in their life? You know, really? I think everyone's life is just a mashup of all the different priorities. And you go through different seasons where certain priorities take hold over others. And yeah, the priority list changes sometimes. Um, At the moment, I'm in a season of wanting to prioritize work because I love it. And other times, I'm in a season of wanting to prioritize a relationship if I was in one or my family or something like that. You shouldn't feel guilty for prioritizing the thing that you want to in whatever particular season you're in in your life. Just because someone's prioritizing their career and they're, they're, they're your best friend, but you're prioritizing your boyfriend or your girlfriend, or whatever, that's totally fine. Like, don't feel guilty because you're not doing what they're doing and that's perceived as getting them more ahead or whatever it is. You just focus on what you're doing and know that as long as you're doing that because it's adding value to your life and it's something you want to prioritize, then it's the right thing. It's the right thing because it's the right thing for you. And to be honest, I can slip into being one of those weirdos that's just like, forget the balance, just try and do it all. Who cares? You've only got one life. But yeah, sometimes that gets me into a state of overwhelm. So probably not the best idea. Just prioritize what you want to prioritize in the season of your life that is most relevant. And don't let anyone tell you or make you think that that's wrong because it's your life and you should live it how you want to. The next thing I've got here is think before you decide. And this is something that I think about mainly in the context of university because I went to university without ever once 
thinking if that's really like what I wanted. Well, to be honest, I think I did want it, but it was only because it was made out to me that that would be the best option because I was always, you know, good enough in school. I always tried hard. So it just made sense you would want to go to uni and further your education, you know. And then when I got the corporate accounting scholarship, it just made sense that obviously I want to be an accountant, not thinking that I'd never done accounting before in my life. And when I was doing it, I didn't even enjoy it. But I just thought, obviously, if I've gotten a scholarship, then it makes sense that I would just want to go and do it, right? No. But I really encourage people to, before you make any kind of decision that is based off the opinions of other people, just stop and think for yourself for a second, is this really what you want? And is it necessary to make the decision now? Or could you just give yourself a bit of time? Like thinking about uni, I would have loved really to have a gap year and go traveling or something like that. Especially now that COVID's here, obviously rethinking that decision a lot. But I think it would have been really nice to me to just have a year out to kind of think, is this actually the path I want to go down? Because I really think I probably would have second guessed it a bit and maybe would have been even more confused. And to be honest, I don't have any regrets. I have I actually have zero regrets. Zero. But um I do sometimes think, would things be different if I had have stopped and thought about that a little bit more. And that just came about ultimately from hearing the stories of other people and and kind of hearing the same thing. Like they just go through the process of doing the normal stereotypical life route and I think so many of us kind of do it without thinking about it like you're just kind of blindly going on this life journey and you're not really thinking about if that's actually what you want and now I'm just so much more self-aware and making decisions so much more consciously to align with my values and what I want last one I think oh no second to last money is easy Follow the patterns of the episode. The hard part is you and understanding yourself. So obviously, you know, I'm saying money is easy when I don't have any of it. (laughs) So that's a bit ironic. But I guess what I mean is the patterns or the the things to get you to long-term wealth that have been told and explained on this podcast by various advisors are always the same thing. And there's so many trends and patterns and what they say. And if you follow the episodes, you'll notice that and you can start to apply those and you'll have the same result as everyone else, which is a nice, healthy, plump KiwiSaver balance, a great investing portfolio, and you'll really start to build that wealth. Obviously, there are other little things you can do um, in there to get yourself ahead even further, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not talking about becoming like rich. Um, well, depends what your definition of rich is. I'm not talking about becoming like a multi-millionaire. I'm just talking about saving and organizing your money efficiently and effectively for the average person. So following those things is the easy part, but knowing yourself, being self-aware, putting in boundaries to stop you from making certain spending decisions or stopping you from doing things that hold you back, that is the hard part. And I think so many people need to start with actually figuring out 
what their money mindset is, what the behaviors are that they hold around money and why is that and working out the different things that contribute to the situation there and now because of their own personality and because of their own behaviors and yeah, just analyzing how they can help themselves in their financial situation. That's the hard part is actually being able to manage your own behavior. There are two things my podcast guests always say. Can you say it with me? (laughs) If you know, if you've been listening to this podcast or if you've been following me on Instagram, you know what these two things are. One, be curious. Two, take risks. If you are unsure where you sit in life, where you want to be, what gives you a sense of purpose and fulfillment, uh, being curious is only going to get you closer and closer to finding something that makes you feel that way. And this isn't, you know, I'm not talking about finding like the one thing, the one job, the one passion or purpose you have. I'm talking about finding generally what it is that fills your cup up if you're unsure. And being curious is only going to increase the chances of you finding that. Taking risks is so important to development. Um, Big risks, small risks, all risks are really key in order to yeah make progress, whether it's in investing, whether it's in your personal development, uh, whether it's with your like personal life, whatever it is, you have to take risks in order to move to the next step, to the next thing, and to continue to develop every day. And I think becoming comfortable with taking risks only helps you to snowball that development because once you're taking risks, being curious and figuring out like the path you want to be on or aligning what you're doing with your values, then you're moving in the right direction. And if you're moving in the right direction, you're just going to feel like speed comes as a result of that. And I ultimately always think that direction is so much more important than speed. And once you align that, it really does feel like you're picking up some some momentum as opposed to just going ham or full speed at everything, but not really having any real purpose behind it. And that's it. I think ultimately, like the biggest thing for me really has just been understanding that every single person can add so much value to your life, whether you agree or disagree. It's always worth sitting down with someone and getting their perspective and kind of continuing to mold your perspective and worldly view um, to be what it is you want it to be. And then that can reflect on your daily actions and who you decide to become. So yeah, I hope that you guys have enjoyed the journey as well over 100 episodes. I would love to know since what, which episode you've been listening. Um, please DM me on the One Up Project and tell me like the first episode you ever listened to. I would just love to know. And yeah, just thank you so much for all of your continuous support of the podcast and all of your minutes and time (laughs) that you've spent listening. It means the absolute world and I still can't believe when I look at how many downloads we've got that that, you know, many people or people are downloading the episodes that many times. It's really exciting. So I hope that the content can only get better from here and we can create something massive out of this so yeah the one up project and the podcast what it is now is only the start and I look forward to bringing you all along on that journey so that you can continue to learn alongside me thanks so much guys love you all and see you on the next one disclaimer time so 
The One Up Project is an educational platform providing information that is general in nature and has no intention of being financial advice. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice. Everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information provided within the podcast at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any financial decisions based on the information within this resource. I'm not a qualified, registered or authorised financial advisor and if you require legal, financial or other expert advice, you should seek assistance from a professional advisor. Thanks guys. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project and I'll catch you on the next one. 